Good evening. I am Nancy. It's nice to finally meet you. If it's your first time here, and if you're a returning Faith Ignited listener, Palma Talk listener, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for landing here today. Thank you for landing here tonight. We get to wind down end of a long, stressful work week for many of us. For other of us, we have caregiver responsibilities or taking care of a sick parent or a sick grandmother, father, you know. So thank you for coming back. And if you're new, I'm Nancy. Nice to meet you. So great to be on Palma at a time like this. By the way, this is Faith Ignited on Palma Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nancy, as you guys heard three times, but I do everything in threes. Hello, hello, hello. Hola, hola, hola. If you guys notice, amen, amen, amen. I say things in threes. I'm weird like that, but um, after all, you know, we're going to be here for the next little bit, and we're going to sit and have a chat, have a story time at the end of the week. I'm going to light my jasmine candle right now, and I want to ask you guys all about your week. Tell me everything. Was it good? Did you guys have a productive week? Did you guys have a slow week? Fast week? In between week? Neither good nor bad week? Sometimes we get those a lot. And... want to welcome you to tonight's new episode because you can listen to new episodes on Palma Talk every Friday night live at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time 6 and 8, 9 p.m. in Canada. Hello Canada. I love you. I love my Canada my Canada listeners. Um, so, welcome to my listeners in the Bay Area and at home. It's going to be a big weekend for us all. Um, here in the Bay Area, we have one of our teams in the Super Bowl this year. And it happens to be my dad's favorite team. And how blessed are we that we get to watch the Super Bowl with my dad 
watching his favorite team together as a family. There's nothing better. For me, there's nothing better than that. I'll take that over anything all day. My family, someone which I thought was a friend that turned out to not be a friend and she doesn't listen, my ex-sister-in-law. <laughs> she doesn't understand. Um, I was gonna say she doesn't understand our lingua, but we're talking in Portuguese. And we're just talking in English. Uh, oh my God. But anyway, she once said to me in an argument, you know, people say things to you in anger. And you know that's how they really feel. <laughs> you know that uh, whatever gave them that courage to say what they've always wanted to say. And she was like, you know, your family is your kryptonite. And when she said that that statement never resonated so so much with me you guys when she said that to me i it just resonated and i was like yeah she's absolutely right so a day for me with my family coming from out of town to come watch the game at our house that we are blessed to have this beautiful home that we live in and it's simple very simple people modest but it's enough just for us and it's perfect size for our family it's perfect size for our family and if it's not we make room because we always have room at our table, always. Um, I know that a lot of you guys are having, you know, difficult weeks ahead. Some of you are recovering from surgery. I know a few of my Faith Ignited listeners, they're recovering from big surgeries this week. And I wanted to just say hi and how are you guys doing? Um, someone, you know, family to me is, is just, I just, in my mind, and I, I'm sorry if I'm, I jump from sometimes one topic to the next. I just see so much in my mind. You know, some of you know what I'm talking about, that thing that I have that distracts me a lot. Um, but family, family, faith, and football for Sunday. The three Fs, the three Fs. It's my dad's team. It's my best friend's team. So they get to watch it together. Um, I'll cook and my husband will barbecue and everything is beautiful and perfect. 
Um, so tonight's story is going to be a beautiful story um, of sort of, I haven't read it, I've briefed through it, obviously, to, you know, make sure it was long enough and interesting enough to narrate to you guys tonight. But I think you're really going to like it. I, again, like I said, I forget. I, I was just going to tell you what the name of that was, but now I can't remember. And I'm looking at a picture of, in my office where I record my podcast and it says, never forget why you started Never forget why you started, Nancy. And there's this big, beautiful picture of Jesus and St. Anthony with me. So I like to think that they're part of this podcast as well because maybe the story that I will read tonight will resonate with someone. Maybe something I say might change someone's thought process. Maybe something I say could give someone a different perspective. That's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do. I love it. If I could serve beautiful people the rest of my life, I I would be happy. I'm here to serve, you know, and whatever capacity that is. And in this case, it's my podcast where I don't mean to be a downer, guys, but you know what? It's not downer. It's it's happy. It's it's uh, just think of of um Delilah's voice, right? She has a very calming Delilah. I don't know if I could say that, but Um, She has a very calming voice, so I like to laugh and say that I'm the late-night Nancy version of Delilah. Um, But I'm answering all your requests. So if you have a story that you would like to share with me, please message me. I'm always looking for interviews to come on and talk about some fun stuff and and some deep stuff and whatever you want to talk about listen I'll give you a platform if you need one um but let's get to tonight's story again thank you for being here thank you for choosing Palma as your Station, or if you're listening to it on the other stations over at Amazon Music and Google Music and all that stuff, you guys are listening all over the world, not only in America, but in Canada and in Portugal and in all over the place. All over the place. So thank you for being here. Let's get to tonight's Faith Ignited story for the night. Hi, right, guys. 
guys are you comfy are you cozy you have your popcorn or your snack your tea your coffee your hot chocolate your wine your cocktail your mocktail whatever it is you're enjoying I hope that you're taking a load off of your feet a load off of your shoulders and that you are in a place where you're able to hear a beautiful story that I have for you guys tonight and it's called A New Heart A New Spirit A New Life So this story starts in Southern California. My mom and dad were Los Angeles police officers. My father knew his biological father. His mom and dad got married after he got her pregnant. And right after he was born, his dad left. My dad's goal was to be the father to me he never had. We had a very good relationship, but what he missed in being a good father was being a good husband to my mom. They divorced when I was about seven years old. But even still, he was very committed to me and very available to me. But then he died of a massive coronary when I was 14 years old. At the time, I would have told you it did not affect me, but it did. I no longer had the respect and fear of my father that would have kept me in line. And my mother had a hard time containing me. I seemed to gravitate to kids that did drugs. And it was like a rabbit hole. We've all been there, right? Fall down the rabbit hole of something. I was the first kid to get a tattoo. I was smoking at 15. And I was always getting in fights. That's who I thought I was, the bad guy. Dropped out of high school at about 20 years old. Then I started working in construction, and it was then around the mid 80s. I was partying so hard and had a serious cocaine habit. My only purpose in working was to get drug money. During that time, I had a girlfriend who got pregnant. That had happened many times before with me and girls. And there was the mindset with people 
that I was hanging around with that if you got pregnant, if you got pregnant, you just go get an abortion. Took my minute, it took my eyes a minute to read that. I remember it was such an annoying inconvenience back then to take this girl to this place and she would be all emotional. <laughs> we didn't think of it as killing babies, just as eliminating a problem. One girl I got pregnant said she didn't believe in abortion and she wasn't going to have one. But I was surprised by that and that really impressed me. So she had my daughter. We were both 21 years old and my cocaine habit was really taking root. Not long after that, my son was born. We were together 12 years on welfare, on food stamps. I was a terrible father and mate. I loved my kids and wanted to be there for them, but I had a burning desire to feed my addiction. I tried the 12-step program, but it just didn't give, didn't have the strength to do all of that. I got involved in a, in crystal meth. Mm. I got involved in crystal meth and it would keep you high for much longer and keep you awake for hours at a time. To me, it was much more economical. I was staying up all night and partying and I'd go to work the next day. I was so twisted in my thinking and I didn't think it affected me. About this time, I got into trouble and I went into custody, into county jail. And the mother of my children took our four children. She moved in with her mother and got a restraining order against me. She moved a couple of counties away, which made it inconvenient for me to see the children. She did what was best for her and the kids. But at some point, I think I gave up. I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible father. And I surrendered that we were better off without me. That gave me new freedom. I didn't want to have to worry about it. This was in the late 90s. And I was in San Bernardino, California, which at one time had been a very nice place. But this time, there was a lot of homelessness and drug problems. I navigated that very comfortably. 
I had no problem living off the grid. I didn't have a driver's license for about 10 years. I just drove other people's cars and I stole cars. I met this girl who had family that lived in Texas and we did drugs together. She wanted me to get her and her son to Texas. She told me, you have such great potential. If you could just get away from these drugs, you could really make something of yourself. <clears throat> I have some family in Texas and And if you could take me there, they could help you find a job, I said. I don't have a way to get there, but it sounds good. The next day, I got a day labor job and the guy filled up the tank of his truck and gave me the keys with about $1,000 worth of tools in the trunk to take to the next job. We pawned the tools and we headed to Texas. I remember thinking sarcastically, God must want me to go to Texas. We ended up in Palestine, Texas and I got a construction job. I got off the meth and it was the most normal life I had ever lived. Then one day, a guy who had been driving a tractor near where we were working walked across our work site and I just knew that this guy knew where to get crystal meth. It wasn't a logical decision to talk to him. I was drawn to him. Sure enough, he had crystal meth. And then we started doing it together. I asked him where I could get it and found out he was making it. I started being his helper and learned how to cook crystal meth. It occurred to me that I had a way to make more money than I knew what to do with and all that drugs. I could ever want, I had access to. So I broke away from him and started making meth and selling it to the people of the town. I watched a community of simple country folk get addicted to crystal meth, watched them lose jobs and their relationships break up. And I was at the ground level of that. 
I was making so much money, but I was so spun out. I was cooking meth in the woods of East Texas. And when I wasn't cooking, I was rounding up ingredients. I'll never forget realizing that I had everything I ever wanted, yet I had never been more miserable. I hadn't seen my kids for five years. I had failed and there was no denying that. I had failed at ever being a good father. I had failed at ever being a good son. I have failed at being a good husband. I had friends, but not really. They were friendly to me, but they hated me because they had to pay me to get drugs. It just started wearing me down. And one night I was out in the woods at one of my cook spots. One of the guys helping me had stolen all my chemicals. I was furious and I tried to reach him on a prepaid cell phone. And the battery was dying. I went into a rage. In the midst of that rage, I thought, God, if you were real, you did not create me to do this. I was challenging God to take my mess and fix it. Then it was as if the veil was torn and I could see all the failure around me. It was an ugly place to be. I could see who I really was at that point. Before that, I had no real vision of myself and my reality. I cried out to the Lord, take me out of this. I can't stop. God answered my prayer. An interesting thing happened not long after that. In February, 2023, the Space Shuttle Columbia was supposed to travel from Dallas to Florida. The shuttle's path was right over Palestine, Texas. But it blew up. The debris field, the debris field that went all the way around our town in Palestine, Texas. 
I remember the day it happened. It was February 1st and I had been cooking meth to get ready for the welfare check day. And I was at the farmhouse and I heard an explosion and then went outside and there was something different in the air. The birds, they were making different sounds than before. I turned on the radio and heard that the space shuttle had imploded and parts were spread all over our small town. They sent federal agents to comb through the woods with a fine tooth. With a fine tooth comb through the woods, they looked and they combed through to find shuttle pieces. They were uncovering meth cook spots all over the place. I couldn't cook meth in the woods for months. Then the county police department launched a drug ta task force. Everyone was telling on everyone else. Everyone knew that I was scared and everyone that I knew was getting busted. Mm. So, um, everyone was getting busted around me and the little drug culture in our community was coming to an end. The day I got busted, I was hiding under a pile of dirty laundry in a house. I was trying to make myself smaller, but it wasn't working. I could hear the cops in the house looking for me. I heard them call for a canine unit and knew that wasn't good. The head of the drug task force found me. He said, today, your picture comes off my wall. You have been on my hit list for months. Mm, I was charged with the transport of illegal chemicals with the intent to make crystal meth. And the judge told me that I was a cancer to this community and cancer has to be cut out. He gave me the full 10 years. I knew that this was what the Lord responded to me to get me out. Oh boy, when I was in prison, I went to Bible study. There were pages torn out of the Bibles to wrap cigarettes in and sneak them. 
I said, do you guys have any Bibles? Because my Bible doesn't even start until Leviticus. There was a local church member coming into the jail to minister to us that day. He took out all the place markers in his own personal Bible. And he gave it to me that day. It was marked up with all the notes he had written in over the years. But he still gave it to me. I still have this Bible. I was reading the Bible but not living it out loud. I remembered these guys in the church area singing in a loud voice. This is the day that the Lord had made and I sat up from my bed annoyed and thought, this is the day that the Lord has made? Are you kidding? You are in prison. That was my introduction to the concept that you could be free in prison. Those men, they were free in that prison. I learned more and more about freedom in prison. When a man conducting a Christian class said he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, but that he would keep volunteering his time to teach our class, and he would still come, he said. He said, your attitude can change the outcome of your life. You can look at being in prison as a terrible thing that happened to you and be mad at the world. Or you can look at this as an opportunity to grow and get healthy. You can learn your Bible and get an education. This could be the best thing that has ever happened to you. Because he had Alzheimer's, the next week he repeated the same things. And the next week he repeated the same things. I am the kind of person who needs redundancy to make it stick. Could it have been the Lord's divine way and wisdom to put a guy as my teacher who repeats himself? Wow. You guys imagine that? Wow. got to see an example of this as well when I was moved to a New York squad where they took us to a farm to work. I was complaining and had a poor attitude and this guy I was working with said, this is the best job. I looked at him like he had two heads. I said, how is this the best job? 
And he said, we are outside of the gates of prison, out in Mother Nature, telling jokes with the guys. And when we go back and get a shower and have the rest of the day off, after this, my attitude changed. And after he said that, I felt like it made a difference. Several people came to the prison and spoke the word to us. All these things were solidified that this was God's response to deliver me from the life that I was in. One of the ministers asked me what my parole plan was. I told him I had got a plan to go back to work and live in Palestine where I sold drugs. They say the only people I knew there were the police and the drug dealers and suggested that I go to a mission in Houston instead. I had enough wisdom to take that advice. After I got out of prison, while I was at the mission, I started attending classes at the Work Faith Connection and then got a job there. In my job, I had the opportunity to pour into other people and help them turn into and help them turn their lives around and turn into these amazing people. Being in that environment helped me to continue to grow and learn and deepen my relationship with God. But still I struggled with thinking about my past. I kept thinking I'll never be able to fix what I did to my mom or what I did to my children and the mother of my children before I went to prison. I didn't have enough strategy to do bad things. I was just being who the enemy wanted me to be. I know what that feels like. This led me to do things that I really regretted and I remember one time my mom asked if some of my friends knew where to get pep pills. I'm not sure what that is, but I gave her pills with crystal meth. Mm. While she was spun out on crystal meth, I stole her debit card and emptied out her bank accounts. She lost her house, 
lived in and went through a series of financial hardships because of what I did. I was planning on being single for the rest of my life. I had been working at Work Faith Connection for several years when I met a volunteer. I knew by the end of our first conversation that I wanted to marry her. We both running steadfastly toward the Lord alongside each other. We had these common goals. I thought it was she was way too beautiful and way too young for me. The more I got to know her, the more I realized how important sexual purity was to her. We got engaged and spent two years of our relationship in sexual purity. We got married with a couple of years into the marriage. We had a son who is now a little over a year old and we are expecting a second child. I get to be completely present in my son's life and I get to be the father to my teenager, my stepdaughter, the father that she prayed for for years, for years. I have gone back to California to visit my grown children many, many times since I have gotten out of prison. I also visited my mother who was living in an assisted living facility on a police officer's per pension. She was really deteriorating and my wife said, we need to find a place for her to live in Texas. My mom agreed and she moved here in 2016 about 10 minutes from where I live. She is an assisted living community and that is so much less money than she has all this money now that she never had before. I go see her every week and meet with her doctor. This is where I really see that the Lord is restoring what the enemy took away. My mom said to me recently, you are such a good son. You are such a good father. You are such a good husband. Those were the things that I thought I would never be. I now work for a big commercial construction company. I love my job. We bought a horse and a house and a nice truck. God provides for us. I didn't finish 
high school. I did get my GED in prison. I started off making 1150 an hour and this year I made almost $90,000 last year. God provides for me more than I could ever ask for materially, spiritually, and with my relationships. I get to be so much more than I dreamed I could ever be. I can't do what I am doing without the Lord's strength. The Lord's strength in you helps you turn away from temptation. When you ask God to show up, he shows up. In Ezekiel 36:26 it says, "I will take away your heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh." and put a new spirit in your body. This makes sense to me because now I don't long for the things I longed for before. The Lord gave me a heart transplant and a new spirit. When I was doing drugs, I had holes and an infection all over my arms. I had to use my hands and feet and even my neck to inject the drugs. I wore long sleeve shirts and band-aids on my hands. Some days I felt so poked full of holes. One day I was listening to a Christian song that said, rain down and it just hit me it had been like a baby lamb stuck in a thorny briar all poked full of holes and the Lord gently pulled me out of his shepherd's hook with his shepherd's hook and he lifted me out of that pit and gave me a new heart and gave me a new spirit and gave me a new life. There is a mindset that if I do this and this and this, then the Lord will work in my life compared to knowing he is already at work in your life. When you start to understand grace and mercy and that he doesn't love me because I got sober, he loved me the whole time. It is an incredible new way to look at God. And I finally realized that I never had to earn his grace and mercy. It was there for the asking and for the taking. I might have been breaking his heart, 
but he loved me and mine the whole time. Wow. Wow, guys, what a beautiful story of how that beautiful mystery that we all live in um, you know what's going to happen when we when we ask God for something and he answers us and sometimes we ask him something and then we don't like the answer that he gives us but he knows what we need when we need it and why we need it I needed this podcast tonight. I needed to feel you guys once again, feel you in my presence, feel you around me. Hopefully some of you are listening to it in your jammies or your comfy cozies and you're ready to uh, hunker down for the weekend and um, have a wonderful Super Bowl weekend, guys. Leave a comment somewhere on our social media of who you're rooting for. Um, at Palma Media on all Instagram and Facebook, Palma Media. So we're, we have so TikTok, I believe we have one. And um, so many exciting things happening for Palma. Palma Magazine, as you guys heard, which is the first of its kind. We are so proud to be able to be doing this. And also, our Palma Street team. That's going to be out and about with the folks at the festish, at the gatherings, at all the things. Um... I am sending you guys a huge hug. We didn't have time for horoscopes today, but we had a beautiful story and I almost prefer that better sometimes. Horoscopes are fun, but I love the feel good type stories. What a great story that was for our friend today in Palestine, Texas that had his life turned around when he asked God to change it and he God changed it and put him in jail where he could learn about his faith. No distractions, just him and God in prison. I enjoyed that story very much. If you have any miraculous stories, if you have any feel-good stories, if you want to talk to me on Palma Talk, I would love to hear your story and what you have to say. And um, I'd love to coordinate something with you and collaborate with some on something. I'm going to be doing some collaborations down the line. Um, and I know that um, Fridays come so quickly 
and the weekends go by so quickly. But while it's the weekend, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's give ourselves some grace and, give, and feel God's grace, God's mercy, and God's love for us. And feel my love for you guys, all of you guys out there listening and supporting me, either at 6 p.m. tonight or 10 a.m. Uh, or 2 a.m., 10 a.m., and 6 p.m. on the replay. You guys can catch me there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are broadcasting a podcast on Palma Talk. Faith Ignited is one of the exclusive podcasts on Palma Media. We're happy to be there in our spot and we thank you for listening. If you would like to become a sponsor or would like to promote something on our shows, please send us a message and we will love to do that for you god bless you good night we'll see you guys next friday happy valentine's day sending you love and best wishes from my home to yours okay have a beautiful week beautiful week if you are listening and you're part of our rosary group on Sundays. We'd love to have you there on Minga Mamantrazinga on Facebook. Minga Mamantrazinga on Facebook. Sundays at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're live over there praying the rosary for the world and for all of the petitions of the people that come in. So we thank you And we hope that you guys continue to enjoy Palma Media and all the awesome things we have coming up and all the awesome things that we currently have and are running. We hope you enjoy. We hope you participate and give us some feedback. Um, And we'll see you next Friday. Beijing. Bye-bye. Good night. God bless.